and welcome back once again to Fine Beasts and Cheeses, the podcast that's been crying about Mandy Moore dying since 2002. My name is Leslie Gray Streeter. I am a, because we got there first, eat it, this is us. I am a podcaster and a oh. columnist for the Baltimore Banner and author, just another novel, guys, so I'm super an author now. I am also a person who just watches some of these movies and goes, did I ever watch this? Because I don't remember any of the details of them, but then they make me cry again. Anyway, your name is, ma'am. Uh, yes, ma'am. Thank you. Um, my name is Lynn Studer Childress. I am a maker of theater. Um, and I uh, will gladly wear the same sweater over and over again, like Mandy Moore in the movie. Forget you, bullies. Anyway, um, we are joined by always by producer Sam. Always. Always. We love it. And we have a wonderful guest today. Guest, can you introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Katrina Parker, and I am so happy to be here. I've had Leslie on my own show, and I've like talked with you, Lynn, um, over the years. So this is this is very exciting. I feel like your your secret third sister is here. <laughs> I have got to tell you, Miss Miss Katrina, who Lynn and I refer to not by your name, but because we're black, we call you Quirky Pop. Um, because we just it's do true. that. We go, when's Quirky Pop coming on? Um, I talked to Quirky Pop. Literally, I've never used your name ever in a sentence with her, but. We know your name, but Quirky Pop's more fun. Um, Katrina has been, see, I just did it, um, someone who I've admired, like a lot of people who have been on the show, I've hoodwinked into being on the show, I've met on Twitter slash X or other places. uh, Yeah, it's always Twitter, on social media. And I just love that we we seem to be drawn to a lot of the same things in pop culture and that she just has such a a beautifully joyous you guys can't see her smile but she's such a beautiful smile and she's so excited to talk about this stuff just like we are and i really do feel like we just found this kindred person who who gets it so we've been trying to have her on for a while the first uh booking didn't work out so we're super excited to have her uh back uh you might know if you're over 45 and listening to close, closely to the dumb things that we're talking about uh, in the intro you might understand what we are talking about today uh, you don't have to be 45 you have to be younger you could be younger okay uh, we are much older than 45 but anyway um it's true uh miss katrina can you tell us what we're talking about today we are talking about the 2002 movie a walk to remember Ugh. Ugh. Just even thinking about it, you go, I'm going to cry now, which is funny. Once again, that Mandy Moore, who stars in this movie as a spoiler alert for a 22 year old movie, uh, plays a a young woman who is terminally ill, who's a preacher's daughter, who's very sweet and nice, but also sticks up for herself Mm -hmm. every in all things, which we'll talk about later. But that's something that's made the movie stand apart to me from some other things but she uh falls in love with the town bad boy and sadness and crying and peter coyote emoting uh ensue but it to me is a precursor to her work on this is us which somebody dies every week (laughs) and if they don't die every week you're reminded that someone has died because they go remember that time somebody died in the the last four episodes ago here it is again and so what I have to tell you what's so funny, so any this is that watchers. So you find out um in the middle of the first season, not yes. far into the first season, that the father, because it's a show that goes in flashbacks, it goes from the 80s uh through and actually sometimes further back, but yes, starts in the 80s but goes to further day and sometimes further back, depending on the stories of the people that they're telling at the point, but you find out that the father of the family has died sometime earlier. And yes. so you're sort of waited with bated breath to figure out exactly how he died. And so we finally get to the episode where he dies due to a fire caused by a faulty crock pot. Um, a crock and crock pot was like, please don't blame us. Somebody just wrote this. We didn't kill him. Please stop. Stop. I know. They yeah, crock pot was like, leave us out of this. But what's so <laughs> funny though, you talked about 
people dying over again in my brain once jack that character died we just weren't going to see him again but then he kept coming back and i was like this i don't want to keep seeing him because it's sad now but that was dumb that was milo me. had bills to pay man and that was me i love milo ventimiglia that was my me and my own problem but so <laughs> what we do a lot of times with movies is we sort of start talking at the beginning and then sort of talk our way through it and give commentary as we go so rock out with a walk to remember so yes. miss katrina tell us what a walk to remember and i gave away a lot of it sorry spoilers for a 22 year old movie um tell us a little bit about this like how does it start so it starts out with these group of teens. They're at some type of water center or whatever. And this kid who wants to be their friend, I guess they're like initiating him and he Ugh. jumps from this really high height and he doesn't come up. And instead of being nice humans, the teens kind of run away. But uh, Landon, he at least pulls them out. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, he leaves when the cops show up. <laughs> <laughs> well, um he does that thing where he goes i'm so i'm sure gonna jump with you i'm totally jumping with you yeah yeah i'm gonna jump with you and he doesn't and he's still standing there and everyone is going what? What? Mm -hmm. oh holy crap he didn't come up yeah, yeah. I, I can i say something i've always wondered if humans ever wooed like they do in movies before humans started wooing like that in movies it's very like because now we're coded to do it now we're like uh -huh. well that's what you do in this situation you go Woo! and you're like you know laurie singer you know in in footloose you know with the tractor race going Woo! you know but it's like but do we did we actually ever do this before we felt that this moment called for woo i don't know that is a really good question I wonder if that's, that's something that can be studied. <laughs> I, f I feel like Helen of Troy is the original case study there. Right. Oh. Like, yeah, we probably have been doing that forever. Helen's like, woo! <laughs> I'm out. I know, I'm and now out. I, have all these, I have all these woo things that now I'm thinking back of like, um, uh, what's her name? Cha-Cha Gregorio. Yes, in, girl. In Greece. In Greece. Okay, yeah. With her doing the, at the drag race, doing the, uh, you can't see me but yeah <laughs> she does this dramatic well and that's thing. natalie that's Nat not only natalie wood from Revolt without a cause but it's also paul abdul playing natalie wood in the hush hush um video with keanu reeves oh god they're nobody pretty we should do all if you if you have you ever seen that video katrina i i ha actually have not <laughs> oh my god so if you ever get not okay. like you ever have any you have nothing to do with your life because you have tons to do with your life but so 1991 92 okay Jewel song rush rush with primo beautiful keanu reeves Ugh. okay like, it's bill, bill and Ed, bill and ted era uh with the hair uh, a couple years before speed um, okay oh yeah Hot. yeah just primo and it's so dumb and he's embarrassed by it but who cares I don't care. You did uh, it, Keanu. We saw you. Check. Get a check. So anyway, so the people, um, the kids run away after the kid gets, um, falls, well, jumps into the thing. They leave him. But, okay, tell me if I'm wrong. So Landon leaves them, leads, like starts driving really quickly and he gets and pulled like, over. Landon yeah. is a very good looking bad boy raised by a single mom dad is a doctor but he's moved away started a new family it's a whole thing played by shane west at his most shane westiest and um he's just daryl hannah daryl hannah who yes. was great i yes. i was watching this going did i really not see this movie because i didn't remember that at all I remember peter <laughs> coyote but i did not remember that daryl hannah was involved at all she looked different with that I, I think because like I listened to the commentary because that's how much I watched that movie back in the day. I think she was wearing a wig. Her hair, hair yeah. was like pink from like another film or something that she oh. was doing. How funny! Yeah, yeah. She's she's very like like uh, I don't hate that word, but mousy, right? If that's a word, like it, as compared to like um, Splash, which was like one of the biggest things, the first things that she was yeah. in was this. Was the mermaid in Splash Madison, right? Was her name Madison? Yeah, yes. Madison. She was very yeah. Di Diane Weist in '80s movies as a mother coded. Parenthood, yes. Um, Shaw, it's like Shaw. It's almost like we're dancing. 
Oh, Footloose. We, we haven't done Footloose yet. Well, why? We have to. <laughs> I don't um, know. So he gets pulled over by the cops, right? And he gets arrested, right? Or As something. he should, because he was a little yeah. crappy person. He should have been. Yeah. And he has to do, like, community service stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, And one of those things, he has to, like, volunteer mm-hmm. to tutor kids, and he also has to be in the school play. Mm-hmm. Right? Which is ridiculous, because yeah. my, my kid, Lynn... Um, they've been in drama and plays and musicals their whole time. And I think if they just let some bad kid who has no experience just come in and get the lead role. Come on. Like that's worse than high school musical. At least the kids who were trying to like be in a musical, like they had like talent and they cared, but he he just like came in there like and this and that was very unrealistic for me. I am on a Facebook group. We're in a Facebook group that is high school uh, theater teachers. And the amounts of that could have been a real letter. The amounts of posts they get about, um, should I post this person who's a senior who's been in shows for their whole life, but maybe aren't that great when they're, but this their last show and they've been really faithful or should I post the freshman? That's amazing. Oh, you know, should I cast it? And so there, there's all this drama behind that. So you're right for it, for that to happen was like, what drama kids have you hung out with? And it's also this, this, um, tradition in movies or in life of you've done a bad thing let's make you uh help the vulnerable like why the fact that we're gonna push kids who have done bad things on other kids who are who need tutoring and go hey this is your role model what that's so true. That's true. Because like if my bully, one of my bullies, if, if she would have been sentenced to that, I would have been so afraid for those kids because she would have beat them up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, because what are we saying too is that this person's comeuppance or, or re, I don't know, rehabilitation is more important than you getting what you need from people yes. who actually want to be here. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's a, that's, that's wild wild yeah it's like when people do stuff bad things and they go they should make them people do racist stuff and they go they should make them volunteer in the all-black school i'm like the all-black school don't need that yeah stay away yeah go to a black church why though because well you know some black people led a man into a a bible study and they all got shot so F them people. Deal with your stuff someplace else. Um, This is taking a turn, but yes, it's all relevant. (laughs) It's all relevant. So particularly because that uh, governor says that racism doesn't exist, and that wasn't about racism, even though the murderer said it was. So I I, I will, you know, cue to him. But anyway. And the country is racially divided because of Obama. But anyway. Oh, I hate her. Anyway, hate her so much. (laughs) Anyway, so um, back to this movie that was so much more fun. Um, I will say also there was a prominent black character in the movie and whoever wrote him has only watched like episodes of like VH, uh, B- BET videos, whatever, because everything that came out of the black friend's mouth was like basically what it is, blood. And it's a that's my girl. I'm gonna take that. What are you talking about? He was I shucking mean, and jiving. Let's call it what it is. All the shucking and all <laughs> the jiving. For a, a pot of freaking oysters, I was just like, what are we doing? The, because, and also, once again, the writing is not great. Let's be honest. So everybody is stereotypical. That all of the pretty girls look like extras in Avril Lavigne's girlfriend video. And all of them have like that hair and the skirts and they're all mean, terrible people for no reason other than that they just are. Because they are. And his friend, who by the way, Lynn told me, the other, the white boy is played by... Oh, uh, Chase Crawford. Uh, Clay, Clay Crawford. Clay Crawford, right. Who was on the um, 2000s TV version of um, Lethal, Lethal Weapon. Weapon. Oh, okay. Um, with, with Damon Wayans. And he's has this a really amazing like chaotic energy and so all during watching this movie which i watched on dvd back when it 
came out. But just like Leslie, I there are large things about it that I do not remember. Mm -hmm. um, and so I kept going, I know this kid, I know this kid. And it's because I knew him from um, that other show. So, oh, so also um, Landon uh, has broken up with yes the girl that he's dating and she's salty about it. <laughs> Very salty. And she's especially salty when it's apparent that the sort of resident kind of quirky virginal girl who's the pastor's daughter who the pastor basically he's speaking of footloose they come to church every week and the pastor goes y'all are sinners right look at y'all <laughs> being sinners over there sinners um played by peter coyote <laughs> and he's a single dad and his daughter played by mandy moore one of the things i liked about this character that i mentioned is that she's not a pushover so many times Yes. women like this are coded as like sandy in greece where they're not only <laughs> sweet and virginal but you they believe anything and they don't stick up for themselves like okay person who's always been mean to me i'll go to your party what what are we doing that and so this character is very defensive about she's very proud of who she is she she's a singer and she wrote the music for this stupid play and she's very all the teachers love her and every the whole town is like ah and the kids hate her because she that's who she is but she doesn't back down from who she is she's not going to change who she is because it's not popular because she's never been popular so she don't care mm -hmm. And she doesn't get a makeover. Like the only time no. you see her made up is when she's in the play. Yeah. Uh, so it's a play that she writes and we're kind of scuffing around, skipping around, but it's a play about, what's the gangster's name? About a gangster. I can't remember his name. Yeah. Tommy? So, to, yeah, maybe. So that yeah. guy, Tommy Gunn. So the that one guy has written the book this is the, and she's written the music. Uh -huh. And that is the show that she um is in and that they make Landon be the star of what but um <laughs> but so back when they go to church though so she sings I have to tell you so a lot of times in church scenes and a lot of times they do that number one because people don't know gospel music but also mm -hmm. too, they do it because they they want to do things that they don't have to pay for usually right. choirs sing this little light of mine exactly or, or amazing grace um but they sing they were actually kind of hip kind of gospel at first yeah. and, like, mm -hmm. and then she yeah. sings the song which is um only hope which was actually a switchfoot song so if y'all yep. anyone knows switchfoot um switchfoot switchfoot was a 90s band that was a christian band but and also a pop band and yes. so a lot of their songs got played on uh on on pop like secular pop radio mm -hmm. as um Jars of Clay, another 90s uh, Christian band, their song, uh, one of their songs is in this movie too. Mm -hmm. Again, another Christian band that also had top 40 pop hits. Um, mm -hmm. But um, so she sings this song and she she keeps sort of like looking at him. It's so funny, like this whole thing, like she did a lot of kind of like looking at him, but yeah. then not looking at him, but looking at him and so the joke is, is that she only has one sweater and she wears the same sweater over and over again. And people, they talk about her sweater so much. And this mm -hmm. I should and, start a Facebook and also, account called Jamie's Sweater. Jamie's Sweater. You don't get the feeling <laughs> that her father, who was the town pastor, cannot afford to buy her another sweater it's just that she doesn't want to because she's yeah. not worried about that all the other girls are like you know mm -hmm. hey hey you you i don't like a girlfriend and she's like this sweater is what <laughs> is doing the girlfriend dance um you, you should see it because i can't look because i'm gonna laugh um she's like i got more important things to do and she knows something that nobody knows mm -hmm. that she is dying of cancer and right. so mate and you maybe find that out later in the movie much later and maybe that informs oh okay at one point landon winds up she's tutoring him or she's going over the running lines on the play with them and she says i'll do it and she's completely serious she goes just as long as you don't fall in love with me he goes that's not a problem and she'll punch him in the face it's because yeah. she knows a she's badass b that she's dying and mm -hmm. so falling in love with her is bad what do you think about that line, though? Do you think that uh, that's a part I actually remember from the when I saw it 20 years ago? But 
do you think she was serious when she said that or do you think it was almost like a sarcastic thing like like what do you think Katrina like I, I think it's probably like a little bit of both I think when you're faced with a situation like that like of you know you know your mortality is getting ready to end like yeah. you a lot of times you might make jokes and stuff so like she's probably thinking like yeah i can't fall in love with you but like i think she was just trying to be funny mostly yeah. but but also like yeah i really can't fall in love with someone because that wasn't her plan that wasn't her plan because she's not allowed to date and and it's interesting too so a lot of times in movies or tv shows or whatever there's like a surprise ending and then you kind of go back and say does this surprise twist makes sense with the way that people did stuff in mm -hmm. the movie and it does because it makes sense that you understand why her father is so protective of yes. her now yeah. you think it's because he's just sort of this uptight pastor but it's also um he actually even says to her later in the movie because again we'll keep going through it but surprise they fall in love um is that he says to her basically is this fair to him yeah pretty much because you're gonna die which is pretty much it sounds pretty harsh and it's kind of like why are you putting yourself through experiences that bring other people um and so you kind of think one thing about the dad which he was pretty you know straight and narrow in some things and mm -hmm. why would you want your daughter to date this dude who was the town bad i wouldn't want my daughter dating him <laughs> like just like looking at the things that he's done like oh who makes a change that quickly where they're like oh yeah he's great <laughs> in real life i don't know no absolutely not you would I mean, not literally put just put a kid in the hospital. hospital and so he like the kid's like oh that's right so you're not my friend got it that was wild so thought you so, were my friend i wanted to be your friend you're a jerk never mind eat it um so <laughs> so he winds up being in like I said he auditions for the play he doesn't really care about it he gets cast as the lead opposite her what how did that yeah. happen yeah and um they become closer and she sees him because she also tutors on purpose because willingly at the place where he has to tutor for community service and they become closer but of course is he upfront about that with his friends? No. And he says, oh, it's so funny. She says, I'll see you after school because yes. he was going to come run lines. And he's like, yeah, your dreams. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like the equivalent of Danny from uh, Rockin' and Rodin. And the whatnot. Know, from, yeah, in Greece where it's like, what, you thought I cared? No, because he's such an idiot mm -hmm. that he's like, it's more important for me to protect the feelings of these people who are terrible than to be honest about something I have actually done. No, she's crazy. And so she comes, he comes to her house to apologize. She's like, yeah, whatever. I love that. Again, about her yeah. not backing down and, and me not remembering really, like you said, what a badass she was. She was she like, was. she like slams a door in his face. She's yeah. Like, like when she was like, so like we can be like secret friends. And she said it with a smile. He's just like, yeah, exactly. And then she just like turned it off. Like, <laughs> They're like, yeah, you read my mind. She's like, okay, read my mind now. And it's just like, yeah, it's like, listen <laughs> to what you are saying. You yeah. Heard. So <laughs> um, they do the play and there's a moment <laughs> where he kisses her in the play and everyone's like, oh, that's not scripted. Mm -hmm. And so his ex-girlfriend's like, huh? And her daddy's like, huh? Yes. Like, I, I was just like, thinking as i was watching it recently how the dad was just looking like hold on what's what's going on here like not this dude not that not this dude. dude and so um they are in love now and he's like shackles off to us or whatever Shing what is it not shingle off to us. it's shackles no it what is it scales. Scales. scales thank you i knew it started shackles i knew something that said shackles off my eyes so i can dance thank you and see okay so but his eye he could see clearly now the, the pain was gone um although tem temporarily 
And so he's like, I love you and we should be together. And she's like, hold your horses. And he's like, why? She's like, I'm gonna die. He's like, what? He's like, hey, so isn't there something they could do? She's like, literally, I have gone through this before. No, thank you. Well, so, actually, but though, but though they start dating and they, they're spending time before yeah. she talks about it. Yes, 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 yes. you're him. right. You're right. And, and that's why it kind of becomes a thing because he's kind of like, why didn't you tell me? He took because her out to dinner. And like at a nice place and they're both drinking water and because, you know, <laughs> underage, you know. Underage. What, what did you? you oh, oh, sorry. No, no, please, please. Yeah. What did you guys think? Because I want to go back to like the scene where they pull that prank on her. Oh, again, oh with, yeah. With the um, re- listen to the commentary. It was actually supposed to be worse. She was actually the picture was she was actually supposed to be naked, but to get the PG thirteen rating, they put like a swimsuit on her. So they were like, so it was really not that bad. I'm like, no, it was, still was bad. So tell us what the prank was. So um, the ex girlfriend was just like looking at her pictures from the musical the, or the play, and she says, oh, she's not that hot. And then she's like, oh, I have a great idea. So they go and Photoshop her face on a model's body where she's wearing a swimsuit. And then it says like Virgin Mary question mark. And they pass all over the school. And then she does this thing that triggers me because I've been befriended by a bully Mm. only to like be betrayed. So like even to this day, it's like if someone popular likes me, I'm just like, why? What's getting ready to happen? Are you taking me to a nerd party? And she was just like, oh, um, you know, but she gave her like a diss. She was like, you'd yes. be so beautiful if you could learn how to do your makeup. And she's like, you want to have lunch with me? And Jamie's like, okay, because she's just like, you know, I want to be nice to everyone. And then she walks her in and pretends like she's not a part of it. And everyone's laughing at the paper. And then she's just like, is this you? Nice spot. And Which she's- is so dumb because clearly it's not. Also, those of you, once I always say caveat for those of you who are under 40 who might be listening to the show. And if so, why? Um... There's a thing that used to happen called physical media. And so now they would be Photoshopped on a phone and they would have sent it and everyone would be looking up from their phone. This is 2002 where everyone did not have a cell phone. So they had to, there was a budget involved because they had to either steal paper from the copy center at the school or actually go to someone's house and print out flyers. And this for the took, whole school for the whole school. And this <laughs> this took time. You look back now and go, that's a dumb prank of all the pranks. I mean, that literally was like, you know, there was printing and ink. Ink is expensive, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen. So it was just super like because now the kids are watching and going, why would they do that? Because they had no other way to be mean. That was how right. you were mean in 2002, I guess. So well, um, in fact, they were literally standing in front of the school as people were walking in. Handing, handing these things out to people, handing out the flyers to people to embarrass her. And I also thought too, though, again, you talked about the writing and again, it's a great story and it's based on a book, right? And I've never yeah. read a book, but it was so weird. I kind of felt like there's some stuff they just kind of like outlined because as a, as pranks went, obviously it wasn't her on her her body so i don't understand what the besides them calling her the virgin mary like mm-hmm. i don't understand like how was that supposed to really like hurt her like to me like if it, it was just weird i was like yeah, yeah. so yeah i, I but, do go ahead Sam. so this is this is an interesting point where the novel bumps into the film and they mm. didn't change that because the novel was set in the 50s mm. And that would have made a lot more sense then. Okay. I don't. Even, I don't because I I read the so the the, the novel came out <clears throat> when I was uh, in a bookstore, so I had to read it because everyone read it. Oh. And uh, yeah, I just watched the movie, and I'm like, I this I don't remember any of this in this way. Okay, so this is kind of like the Percy Jackson thing. Like my my Caitlin is obsessed with Percy Jackson books. And the movie came out and like most fans of the book are like, don't watch the movies. Movies are awful. This TV show that Rick Riordan is actually a part of isn't. And yeah. like, if you listen to the commentary with Nicholas Sparks, there are different parts that he is like, yeah, I didn't like that. So like he didn't like that one diversity hire that we I'm talked about, about saying, about I early. know he didn't like there were black people in it. 
<laughs> sparks. Anyway, let's be honest. Well, well, let's show with it. Um, that oh, when we were talking about um John Hughes, mm-hmm. we talked about the fact that not only were those movies pretty all pretty much all white, but it was the idea that that was done on purpose because for a lot of people, your your perfect society is one in which nobody is black, and so that was um. I mean, I don't know. I know you said Nicholas Sparks wasn't happy about it. Maybe to him it felt like tacked on or shoot in or whatever. Mm-hmm. That character was not great. Mm-hmm. Um, no, that's why he was like, what it is, blow. We all hang <laughs> on with these. A bro like me. Well, I, and Nicholas, Nicholas Sparks made it very clear he wrote none of the dialogue for that character. Mm-hmm. I've seen that. Uh, I've seen that in interviews again when I was looking through YouTube for stuff for this. Oh, yeah. He was like, yeah, no, that was horrible. It was so, it was so It's like, and he was the one black kid in the whole school. It's like, wouldn't he probably talk like the rest of the kids in the school? Exactly. Because nobody talked like that but him. No, because you're black and that's what you talk like. Gang member three on an episode. And you you came from Philadelphia in the 1970s. Yes. (laughs) What it is, blood. I'm so, I'm I'm gang member number five in an episode of uh, Hill Street Blues. Well, it's I, funny. So we're recording an episode later today about uh, WKRP in Cincinnati. Oh, cool. And um, but what's funny, I will say, and I'm not sure which episode will come first. But what's funny is so Venus Flytrap, who's the black DJ on mm-hmm. WKRP, when the show first starts, is a elementary school teacher from New Orleans. Um, who who does not talk very he's not hip at all his name was like gordon and mm-hmm. in the first episode where you see venus he kind of keeps going in and out of the voice because that wasn't his voice and so it's kind of funny i don't know i kind of thought about that people putting on a persona because that's what people expect expect yeah maybe that could be like his story it's just like i moved into this town they only see black people on videos i guess i'm gonna have to be this character so i could be accepted maybe that's the story i don't know i don't know kind of like magnitude and community uh, or white maybe people very, wrote me i was like very lazy yeah. filmmaking i would, I would <laughs> suggest that's, and with that i don't think anybody thought that deeply about mostly anything in this movie but particularly well, that or you could think this so too, though. If you were the only black kid at that school, maybe you were going to ingratiate yourself to the popular crowd, so you wouldn't be on that's the other side. Saying. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that's wild. Um, it, it's wild, and I'm so sorry about that character whose name we're just literally just calling him black guy. So, um... <laughs> black friend, <laughs> but he was a pretty. I mean, that's the thing, though, is that at some points he was a kind of a good friend, as anybody could be a good friend in this movie. Um, but um so where are we so this prank happens she's upset um landon kind of takes her away that everyone else like you said i we i was a nerd too and the fact that no one that uniformly everyone is just laughing and pointing Mm -hmm. pointing and laughing at her was so painful but i'm like none of these there's not one kid like everybody, I mean, the director that day was like, everyone point and laugh, and everyone just pointed and laughed. Um, where were the teachers? That's where another thing. The teachers, because Landon punched his friend in the face, and not one teacher came out at all. Like they must have just been out smoking in the lobby somewhere. Well, and there's that one teacher. Uh, the poor sad theater teacher who like her entire life was this play. Like she had nothing else but this play. <laughs> And she's a little the teacher who's like a little too involved in the success of this, of this thing. Um so yeah, where where were the people? So that happens, and he of course comes in and swoops in and takes Jamie away, you know. Like, it's okay, baby. And the and <laughs> the poor ex-girlfriend's like, well, that didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bad move. That I didn't think the, this through. That she did not, as most, you know, 2090s uh, bitchy girls in movies do, did not think anything through at all. That's so, just did not. I, I, um, and I really, though, I kept fi- trying to figure out between 
her there was her and then it was the friend's girlfriend yes and they kind of looked alike like one of them wore their hair longer anyway i kept going which one is one of them had that kind of spiky like fringy thing that they did in the the 2000s late 90s where with the barrette or whatever oh yeah girl i wore some barrettes I was oh i was barretted up like little like the football shirts whatever and we were I like did. 15 years older than them but we were still in the early 2000s wearing some barrettes and little short shirts and stuff because we were skinny and cute and running all the time we're like i'm aware to say something to me <laughs> it was wild i'm so, 31 yeah so there you go so um so in the plot of course there's certain points where the father does not approve mm -hmm. of this but he does give them permission to go out though yeah right um but um but there's but he says to her kind of like and we don't know why you know is this fair blah 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 so they're making plans they're seniors and they're making plans for what's going to happen and so that's how landon finds out that she's sick is that he's where are you going to school her, where are you going to go to school and she goes well, i'm not going to school oh you're going to do the peace corps because he talked about doing the peace corps she's like no i'm not doing that and he's like well she, she's like i'm sick and he's like oh do you need a coat or what did he say something like thinking yeah. that she was saying she wasn't feeling well and she said no that she had leukemia and they tried all the things and it wasn't working so she knew that she didn't have a lot of time and um there were so many parts in this movie where somebody gets mad at somebody else and they run to the house and then they're not talking for a while. So I'm trying to figure out like which part that was, but. So, so she ran away from him. She was yes. just like, I don't need another reason to be angry with God. And then she ran yes. out. And then he came to her house and he was like talking to her dad. Like, you know, I guess he's feeling saying like, I'm not going anywhere. Yes. Yeah. So eventually I'll just cut to the chase. They get married. Well, well no, go, go back, go back with the dad. I'm sorry. Okay, no, it's okay so, with the dad. So he, so the whole movie, his father, Landon's father, oh yes, trying mm -hmm. to yes. get a hold of him, but his father has left his wife for another woman, and he, he's being a doctor someplace else, right? Mm -hmm. And he doesn't want anything to do with him. And the father comes to his play, he yeah. ignores him. Like the dad is trying. He's like, no, thank you, and so. He goes. To, he goes to his house earlier for some other thing. So he came to his house when he found out Jamie was sick, and yes. he was just like, "My girlfriend's sick. Can you help her?" And he was just That's like, right. "I don't know her charts and this and that." Yes. And, he, and he just flipped out, like, "Yeah, you can't help me." And he like, you know, runs off. But then the father ends up paying for Jamie's hospital bill yes. when she gets Which sick. Was so great. And then he comes and then he cries, and there's this this scene where they hug. that's a really beautiful scene where well, he collapses really, into his dad's arms that was it was beautiful. really beautiful and also because it wasn't just about her it was like you love me enough to go out of your way for this young woman you don't mm -hmm. even know because mm -hmm. i love her and you love me so you're going mm -hmm. to do this because you were like oh you ignore me at your plate keep keep walking shorty mm -hmm. uh, and what so where does she i'm trying to remember because she passes out she yeah. collapses. Where are they when she collapses? I want to say they were at her house. I think they were at her house. Yeah. Okay. And so that happens. And, it, once and then she's in the hospital for right. a while. And then you know, find out that, you know, who paid for whatever. So they they get married. And it's funny because there's all these scenes where all the people who were terrible to her Mm -hmm. go to either her or to landon and go okay that was messed up i'm so sorry because <laughs> and you want to believe but you know there are people particularly nowadays people are so mean they were like i ain't lying like the whole anyway hope sorry she's dying <laughs> right. or whatever but yeah. everybody oh, yeah. the ex-girlfriend says i'm so sorry i shouldn't have done that prank and the terrible black and friend is like i'm sorry that i was terrible and and the ex-girlfriend says basically i know basically i know why she fell for you and i know why mm -hmm. you fell for her basically i wasn't for you and you weren't yes. for me so I this suck. wedding happens and having been widowed i look at that thing and i go you're choosing to set yourself up to be a widower mm -hmm. but it was very sweet because i mean I, you must love someone because that's it sucks you know yeah. i'm not the only person on this phone call who knows that but um that he's like i'm 18 and I'm setting myself up for this. So um, there is this moment where you go, this is a really good kid. 
this is a really good kid because he mm-hmm. wants her to to leave this earth as his wife and he wants to give her all the things she can't go to school she can't go to the peace corps but he wants her he wants to be with her um and it's lovely it's fancy for a high school wedding (laughs) you know whatever that was well that was on her list so i think like i think we forgot to mention she has this list of things to do before she dies that's right in the beginning she was like 42 Befriend someone you don't like. She was saying that yes. to Landon. He disrespected her in the car. It's like she's taking you home in her car and you're trying to tell her what music she's going to play. But then she forfeited. But I think uh, the one that she didn't want to say at the beginning, what she said towards the end was she wanted to get married in the church her mother grew up in. Yeah. So yes. they had the wedding yes. there. And it's beautiful. And she's oh. got this beautiful veil. And so we forgot about the other thing. We keep jumping around because there's so much in this movie. <laughs> so much. Is that she is big into astronomy and the stars. Yeah. So he's building mm. her this telescope. Like the oh, whole movie. Yes. He's, he, and they're like, what is he doing out there? What uh-huh. is that boy doing? Well, he's building her a telescope. Um. So when you said that, Leslie, that he was a good kid and he wanted to give her this wedding, but it also that's what he wanted too. He yes. wanted to be with her. So it wasn't just like he was doing it because he was trying whatever, to write yeah. altruistic. It's because he mm-hmm. loved her and and now they were going to get to have sex. Well, no one says that, but you know, that's part of it. Um, and, and particularly, um, and that is right in that late nineties, early two thousands, purity culture, pool pastor, whatever mm-hmm. purity rings Jonas Brothers situation um where of course it's like they get to get married because right. that's and why people got married at 19 um and then got divorced shortly after yeah and, he, and they <laughs> so she um so every oh this is one funny thing so his dad is his best man she passes her flowers off to somebody but I don't know who it was who took her flowers? She didn't have any friends. She did have that one friend, right? Like friend? she had like the one girl who was wait, that wasn't her friend. Oh yeah, I don't remember right. her having friends. Okay, she had the one kid from the um drama club who wrote the thing with her, and I thought that okay. was going to be more of a thing where he was like more jealous. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. like but but she had anyway. They show her hand off her flowers, and I kept wanting them to widen the shot so I could see who she handed the flowers to. Okay, Lynn Owen doesn't have any friends. Owen doesn't have any friends. Um, but <laughs> that was a throw my off the train reference. Um, for those who are, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, uh, I had a friend who used to do that on him. Owen doesn't have any friends. Anywho, back to this movie. But um, but yeah, I was interested. Oh, so anyway, he does the voiceover, and he says that they spent the summer together. And then she passes away. Mm-hmm. Um, but they got to, they were happy that summer. And so he comes back four years later. Um, and he visits the her dad, who now mm-hmm. loves him, um, which was really sweet. It was yeah. sweet. And um, says that he's gotten into med school, grad school. Yeah, but, med um, school. Because he's obviously graduated from a four-year college and then come back. Right. And um, he gives her, he gives the dad her list, her di- her journal. Yes. Yes. Right. He hands it to the dad, to Peter Coyote. Um, and, uh, but interesting though, and tell me if this is true, Sam, Katrina, if you all know the book better. In the move in the book, right, when he's doing this flashback, it's many years later, right? It's like 20 or 30 years later. Do I have that right? Somebody tell me somebody I, will correct me. And he's never uh, gotten remarried. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's a ways down the road. Yeah. Yeah. And he they still wears still his want, ring. They still wanted him to be hot and young in the in the movie. They're like, we have Shane West. We are going to not put some old <laughs> man makeup on him. You know, the precursor to Mandy Moore, you know, 25 years, 20 years later in old woman makeup. But they're like, uh-huh. he's still hot, people. <laughs> I and I could not remember honestly if he was gonna then say and i've met someone else or i got remarried like they wouldn't do that in this kind of movie it's oh no because in our world she had literally just died so if he had come even though if it was four years later if he had said he was getting married to somebody else people would be like how dare you sir yeah i mean because to us it was so it was so soon because literally it was the the moment before it's like voice over voice over and it kind of does that thing where when after they get married, 
the camera kind of pans up to like the sky and that's when he does the voiceover about mm -hmm. how they spent the summer together and then she passed away um okay no one's seeing this because this is not a live thing so leslie and i are twins you all know this literally leslie and i had our arms up at the same angle a minute ago a second ago and it was weird we're both wearing long sleeve t-shirts yes I and of course wearing... sister sister Exactly. Okay, I wore my sister sister shirt the other day because Leslie got me a T and Tamara shirt for Christmas. I did, uh -huh. and it, and the fact that you've been saying you keep saying she died in the summer, I of course have LFO. She's been gone since that summer. Since that summer. Oh, I like, I like girls, girls who, who wear Abercrombie and Fitch. Yeah, ticket if I had one, which which doesn't rhyme. It doesn't. New kids on the block had a bunch of hits. Chinese food makes me sick. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm sorry for what? That. For what? But anyway, so a walk to remember it. What I love the most about it, besides it being very sentimental, is that it wears its cheese on its sleeve. Yeah, much like most movies written by that, but Nicholas, based on things written by Nicholas Sparks, it is somebody dies. First of all, the I Lynn knows they they would show a a, a trailer and go. From the mind, the, the pages of Nicholas Sparks, I would go, nope. No, thank you. Because <laughs> somebody's going to die in this mm -hmm. freaking thing, and I'm not doing it. Like the Knights, what was that? With the Knights of Rodanthe. Dude, I saw the commercial and said, one of them doesn't make it out of this movie, and I refuse to commit to this. Did he write <laughs> Message in a Bottle? Maybe. With, um, yeah, I believe so. Kevin Costner and Robin <laughs> Wright. This is, by the way, one of the funniest. Lynn and I used to go to the movies a lot together, mm -hmm. and that was one of the funniest movie moments that we ever had because we were like the whole movie going, Oh, this is stupid. Who's going to die? Somebody going to die. Oh, it's going to die. Oh, and uh, at the end, he almost, it seems like he's on his way home in his boat, and then he sees this downed boat with this family and we're going <laughs> let them drown which is terrible but <laughs> it came out of nowhere to me i was like oh that's so good kevin costner you're doing good in this movie and then he dies and the, literally the whole movie and I, i'm not gonna get spoilers but i recently watched another tv show where somebody was obviously dead but the, it's, but I it's, kept Nicola, thinking, it's nicholas sparks thank you i i kept thinking he's gonna show up He's going to show up. They're going to be at, oh, they're at his funeral. But still, he's going to show up. <laughs> and it, so I mean, he was dead. But in my brain, I was having, I was going through all the stages of grief for Kevin Costner in that movie. So Katrina, why did you pick this movie to bring to us? Well, um, I just, I wanted to bring something different. Like, I know some of the things that you guys have already done. I'm like, oh, that, that. But um, I mean, I do a lot of like cheesy things, but <laughs> I haven't heard a lot of conversations about this. And there was like a time in my life where I was completely obsessed with this movie. I, mm. I watched it a lot. I mean, I listened to not only the director commentary, but I listened to the commentary with Mandy Moore. And I want to say Shane. Yeah, Shane was in it, too. Mm. And I, I think I just identified with it. Like, you know, obviously I wasn't a terminally ill kid, kid but like I did have like some health issues as a kid. Mm. And I just remember how mean kids were to me. Like I had like mm. a tumor on the back of my neck for a great portion of my childhood. Oh, and yeah. I got bullied mercilessly because of it. And I remember like wanting, wanting to... I mean, there were some kind people, but I think at the time I focused on like the people who weren't nice. And I, I wish I could have had Jamie's confidence mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. to like, you know, move forward anyway. But I will say like, I realized that popularity is very fickle and weird. Mm -hmm. um, I, I went to, um, I went to Thorwood High School in South Powell, Illinois, and the actor, um, Jason Weaver, he lived in that neighborhood. Oh. And I think he might've went there for a little bit because some of the kids I went to school with were his neighbors and they were hating on him. I'm like, this dude is singing Simba and young oh Michael gosh. Jackson. And I'm just like, well, I'm never going to be popular. They, they don't like him. He's talented. It's just like, it really doesn't matter. I'm like, maybe, you know, if I make it out of this, I'm going to find my people because mm -hmm. this pop, like even to this day, I don't care about being popular. I don't care about having like the most numbers. I just want to, 
interact with people and enjoy my life as much as I can. But I will say with this story, I love that she was able to find someone who could love her, even though mm-hmm. her life wasn't perfect. Because uh, I mean, statistically, like with men, like if a woman gets a cancer diagnosis, they're usually out the door. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a real statistic. Um, so for him to be so young, um, to be like, yeah, I'm going to be here and like, I'm going to have this marriage on me that, you know, isn't going to last because you're going to die, but like you're worth mm-hmm. it. I love you that much. And you're talking, that was, that was freaking beautiful. And also <laughs> what you said, and I'm sorry that people suck because yeah. they do. suck. They suck. Um, not all of them, but lots, many of them do. Um, mm-hmm. but it's so interesting too, though, about you talked about popularity being fleeting is who decides that and also who gets those people to go along with it i i watched this movie that was on um netflix it's from a couple of years ago it's um uh what's her name it's a uh who uh god what is her name the actress ellen ellen burston oh Uh, yeah that's uh, a great movie is is a woman who has to move into a senior senior's home, and there is a group of mean girls who yep. are mm-hmm. in their seventies and eighties. It's like Jane Curtin and Anne Margaret, um, and um, Loretta Devine, and this whole idea though of who gets to decide who is popular and where is that, um, contract written that the unquote unpopular unquote people put up with it because that's what mm-hmm. happened in this movie is that yeah ellen Burstyn was unpopular and she was like bump all of y'all i don't need this mm-hmm. um, i'm in my 70s exactly who why life is too short but um again it that whole thing about who puts up with stuff because again the people in the mean people mean popular people in a walk to remember were so mean yeah and so awful yeah you um, would have thought that they would have after that accident with the kid falling in and almost dying that they would have like thought about their life choices, <laughs> but they did. And they just kept on being nasty. And, you know, like from like a mental health perspective, it's like, you know, maybe they got some things going on at home. Cause like, if you're in a good mm-hmm. place, why would you treat somebody like that? But then at the same time, I think the 13 year old is like, well, Effie, we all got pain. Like why you gotta be a jerk? But okay, I guess point like, because yeah. Leslie says that often, particularly to my child. Um, oh, she does. I do. Every pain on me too, brother. If we, if we all got, sometimes I'll sing it. But um, yeah, it's like well, once again, these people are written to be mean. These people mm-hmm. are written to like any, and we obviously have talked a lot about John Hughes movies. All the Mean Girls, or like the the like in Pretty in Pink. <laughs> Why were they so mean and also 35 years old? Why also were they, 35. Also, they were just mean because they could be. And you were willing to get in trouble with a teacher to bully somebody. And I guess because they, like, it was true. She's the one who got, she and her friend got sent to the um, the the principal's office and they didn't start it, you know. Oh, and um, Pretty in Pink. And Pretty in Pink. But yeah, that these girls, and I would look at it and go, they just found really mean people and put them in movies and there is no in or whatever at least you know some terrible person like you know john bender they like to try to explain you know that he was an abused little puppy of a child and that's why he was a terrible you know date rapist i'm sorry um but yeah well and they do this in this movie too is that you again there's no excuse for acting the way that these people acted but you know that Landon has not had the easiest of times. No. He's having something trauma because his parents have gotten divorced and he doesn't have, he's estranged from his father. And so there's all of a thing. But again, as Katrina so wisely said, Effie, we all got pain. So whatevs. No, but seriously, I get it. <laughs> um, I, I get it. it. It's it's finding the reasons, the why behind people are the way they mm-hmm. are, but also like Mandy's more character being like, oh, that's great, but you still don't get to treat me. Because I mean, she, her like, father yeah. was, she was raised without a mom, you know, and she was, it, she was dying. Mm-hmm. And so they're going, and, 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 and who cares? It's like not the yeah. competition, but she won if there was yeah. um, a competition. Yeah. 
it was a really sweet movie. It was like, I am, um, I watched it. I started it. And then the other day I had a late uh, meeting and I should have gone to bed, but I'm like, I'm going to stay up. Cause I was hyped up because it was late and I'm old and I had been drinking Pepsi and orange soda. And so <laughs> I was like, so I could stay awake. And so I, I needed to go upstairs. I'm like, I'm just going to sit here and watch the end of a walk to remember. And I'm, Glad that I did, because it's a really sweet story, and I believe mm -hmm. them. And also, I think it helped. I saw the thing Wikipedia that Mandy Moore turned 17 mm. um, while they filmed this movie. So she was very young. And yeah. She wasn't oh, a 25 A little beautiful playing. baby face, just a pretty baby face girl. And also, the very first time you see her, her death parlor makeup is so pronounced and obvious i'm like who doesn't know she's gonna die that literally she is four shades lighter than anyone in the movie that mm -hmm. she has the worst i'm like have y'all not seen a movie Do but then i feel understand? like she doesn't look like that the whole movie I she doesn't like she doesn't she looks like <laughs> that in the first scene and then she's flushed Maybe it's love girls love and make her pretty but mm -hmm. i was like it, it was ridiculous so we always ask this um and obviously this movie means a lot to you for many different reasons, but it's, it's a show about cheese. So I'm just going to mm -hmm. ask, um, after talking about this and really considering it, do you consider this movie cheesy? And if, if so, do you care? It is cheesy. Like just some of the lines that they say, it's just like, I, I was just watching it again. I'm like, mm, that's really cheesy. That is really cheesy. And I really don't care. I think that you like what you like. You connect with what you connect with. And that's okay. Everyone's not going to like it, but who cares? <laughs> like, you got to have that Jamie Sullivan attitude. It's just like, I'm going to do me because I don't, I'm not terminally ill now, but it's like, who knows what can happen tomorrow? Like, yeah. am I going to spend my last moments like, oh, that lady over there didn't like that I like this and I gave it up. I did the right thing. Like, I, I think about that so much now, mm. especially as I just get older. Like, I'm four, I'll be 42 this month. Mm. And you, you, you said 40 this month? 42 this oh. month. Yeah. Congratulations. Happy birthday. Yes. Yeah. So I, I think about that a lot, just trying to, I mean, not, you know, be like reckless abandonment with my life, but just <laughs> like just making decisions. Like, at the end, if I have a deathbed and I'm laying there, mm. I want to, be thinking about all the different things that I did, that the choices did. that I made, the people that I loved. Did I hug my kids enough? All the crazy mm. things and stuff. So that's yeah. beautiful. That is beautiful. Well, thank you so much for bringing this to us and giving me an excuse to rewatch this movie that apparently, like I said, I saw at some point and my brain was like, no. Um, so I, I like that it's in my brain again. I, and I really enjoyed it. My son loved it. My son was like, Aww. he walked by, he goes, she gonna die. I'm like, you watch too many movies, my friend. But yes, yes, she is. Like, I'm not gonna lie to him. Cause I could lie and say no. And then 45 minutes later, like, you lied <laughs> you liar. Me. Oh yeah, no. If they ask, you gotta tell. You gotta tell him <laughs> she's gonna die. But he really liked it. And he's like, his three things. Is she gonna die? Why are they so mean? Why are they getting married? And I said, because she's going to die. He goes, oh, okay. All right. I got it. Never mind. Mm -hmm. But um, I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much, Katrina. Like, so we've wanted you to be on the show for a long time. And we're so excited. And that we want you to come back. We want I you to come back. I would love to come back. Okay. Like, oh, I was going to say, so what would you like to plug? And where can people find, find you? you? Yes. yes. So uh, my podcast is called Quirky Pop um i i'm a very busy person like i, I do things and volunteer and stuff um so i just do one episode a month mostly and i just talk about just different things in pop culture that are like quirky sometimes i add a little bit of social science my undergraduate degree is in human development yeah wow. um so like yeah i i invite guests over and we we have fun and um you can follow me on i'm on facebook quirky pop um instagram i lurk on x um, and i'm on threads so uh at katrina t parker yeah okay. and, and i um i was on recently talking about monk and about mr monk's last uh last case yes um and just about the whole monk thing and it was a really beautiful um really thoughtful she's such a good interviewer if you guys ever get a chance anyone listening to be on her show if you're lucky enough to be asked to be on her show it's just really beautiful, thoughtful conversations and it's just about the humanity of this 
wonderful crazy character mm -hmm. and all of the people and it honestly made me like trailer howard's character more than i ever have because honestly lynn knows i could never stand natalie she anyway like natalie never like natalie but anyway not a fan not a fan um thank you guys so much for this thank you um lenny lynn yes thank you uh producer sam mm. Yes. And by the way, who did not set us up to Katrina every week, we figure out how to get producer Sam to say the word again. So we can go <laughs> again, again, because we like Janet Jackson on the show. So he didn't do it. And I just, I did anyway. I'm going to do it regardless. So anyway, thank I you. I was so wondering how that would pan out. Because <laughs> I'm like, say that. You were primed and ready to go. It was just coming out no matter yeah. what. Do the roar. Do the roar. Do the roar. <laughs> do the roar. And he didn't do I love you, daddy. Sorry, <laughs> Shrek. Um, anywho, thank you for being here. This has been fantastic. And as Leslie says, say do the roar, Leslie. Do the roar. No. Say the line. Okay. Keep it breezy. Keep it easy. Keep it cheesy. Do the roar. Goodbye. Bye. Again. Again. <laughs>